Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Welcome back to PM in the AM, a comedy podcast for listeners of all ages. The show designed to make you laugh out loud no matter where you're listening. Each week we take a deep dive into some ridiculous internet topics. And uh, yeah, this week, obviously going to be a little bit of a Christmas theme. Really excited for that. My name is Porter McNeely. I am joined by Blake Bushman as we strive to bring you a seasonal uh, episode, 30 minutes of humor. And uh, Blake, I got to know, how are you doing this week? Phenomenal. I mean, I, I loved the intro there. It, <laughs> it was topical. Like you said, it was seasonal. It's a uh, great intro. I think that ranks amongst your best, really. Now, if I you're listening... If you're listening to this in like July, then <laughs> I mean then that was a stupid intro. But other than that, it was no. great. <laughs> no, I mean it holds up no matter what time of year it is. It's definitely going to catch a lot of people off guard. You know, we don't usually sing so much, so I know that's going to be exciting for a yeah, lot of people. That, and, and that's what I've heard is uh, you know getting feedback on what people think about the pod and. The number one complaint is that we need more singing. So I, uh, I think that I think people are going to really appreciate you doing that for them. So yeah, I do remember one of uh, the moments I think that was most talked about from our show was when I uh, spontaneously broke down or broke out and and sung Christmas shoes. So uh, uh, that look, was a it was it was our Christmas episode last year. Now now we're going that back, double dipping into the Christmas oh, Christmas oh, sauce yeah. there a little bit, the uh, eggnog, if you will. So uh, yeah, I'm thrilled. Let's, uh, you started us off right. I'm, I was a big fan of it. So yeah, it's always, uh, it's always good to, you know, do a Christmas special. I think every good TV show always has a Christmas episode. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's almost like a, a double dip because they're doing it every single season. You know, it might not have even been a full year since the last Christmas episode, but they, you know, they just, they just pump it out. Cause it's, it's always good. It's always easy. And uh, yeah, we're going to kind of do the same thing today. Uh, bringing back one of our most classic segments, you know, this is one of our most favorite segments and one of the most creative things I think we've ever done. And that is our two truths and a lie Hallmark movie edition. You know, we come up with the movie plots for a fake movie We've got two real ones in there, and the other host is going to be guessing which one is fake. You know, these are absurd love stories. These are hysterical uh, flicks, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Um, and, yeah, go back and check out the previous two from prior years because it's it's one of my favorite things we do, Blake. Are, are you excited for that? Oh, I, I love it. I'm a big fan of it. And uh, much to my, my mom's chagrin, I love making fun of Hallmark movies. She's a big fan. She aces this thing every time. She texts me after every time. I mean, it's basically a tradition that we do our, our Hallmark Two Truths and a Lie segment uh, every year at this point. And every year she texts me and is like, that was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> She's, she knows these. I, I could say the name and then she could say the plot. Uh, but if you haven't heard us, us do this yet, I'm really excited. We, we have covered already some of the absolute weirdest Hallmark movies. Um, and so at this point, if our lies have a little bit of overlap, that is purely coincidence because all Hallmark movies are the same. So uh, that is just because I spent, you know, we spent forever pouring through uh, these Hallmark movies, gaining knowledge. And so if there's a little bit of overlap, you know, that's just... You know, don't don't come after us. Also, there is a name I came up with about fourteen different names for one of my things, and uh, 
a movie existed for every single one of those. It was absurd. <laughs> I was I was like, okay, boom. How about that? I Google it. That's a real movie. Boom. How about that? I, it, so there's a. We're getting to the point that we're, we're we're having to get deep into our bags on these things. I, I'm excited I mean, to get into it though. I I don't even I I'm trying to comprehend that because the titles that I'm seeing out there are a little bit crazy. So I, I don't know what kind of thoughts you're having tonight. I don't know why <laughs> you're, you're you're thinking so it's, mainstream. I don't, are you putting in Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer and Frosty well, the no, Snowman? I mean, here's the yeah. here's you got to get thing, the juice, creative juices flowing. There's like all of them have. Christmas in the title and they're all just like super corny yeah. well there's like, your I think, problem I think I think last year um I don't remember if this was a real one or a fake one that I came up with but there was one that was like Merry Christmas Eve but it was like Merry Christmas comma oh, Eve and the girl's name was, was Eve I think that one you came up with that I, was I, fantastic I, be, I believe I did and so that's the type of you know things we're working with here and uh man I was I was really trying to get into it but I, apparently it I was being not creative enough or I had spent too much time in the, in the Hallmark archives because everything I was pulling out, they had. So hopefully I didn't, I didn't uh, come up with something that already exists. Yeah. I mean, I, I am now anticipating Merry Christmas comma day uh, for your movie title. So I am ready. Merry Christmas, Mr. Day. I'm I'm, I'm changing my light to that right now. You'll know the answer, but that's great. (laughs) An Ebenezer snooze or something. I mean, that was a good one. I, I'm I'm coming up with ideas Listen. for next year. I got to write these down somewhere. <laughs> I gotta I gotta lock these away because uh, by the time next year rolls around, I'm gonna be in the same predicament of yeah. uh, running out of ideas. But yeah. it, it is a fun segment. We'll have that coming up a little bit later on in the show. But as always, we want to start out with an insane news story. Uh, we call this segment the ridiculous roundup, where we go across the internet find something that fits the theme of the show. And uh, Blake, you got a doozy of a story for us this week. So yeah. uh, let's hop into it. Absolutely. I mean, this this broke today, as far as I know. And uh, you'll you'll want to know this because uh, as, as your Christmas dinners and parties are coming around the corner, if you bought any uh, Tesco stuffing, you're going to want to take a look in the bag and see if you have any visitors because Tesco has recalled their Christmas stuffing mix because it may contain moths. Oh, that is... They, they don't know how it got in there, but apparently uh, you can you can show up with your bag of Tesco stuffing and they'll just give you your money because they don't want to have to deal with uh, the lawsuits from people eating a bunch of moths, moth eggs. I don't know what's in there, but apparently got in there with something. Now they got to bring it, bring it all back, which is, you know, of all the bugs to get in there, that's that's top three worst ones for me. I hate moths. Yeah, I mean... That's absolutely disgusting. I am looking up Tesco stuffing. Uh, Tesco is a brand that I was unfamiliar with. Uh, but yeah, it just looks like, uh, you know, it looks like kind of nice stuffing, honestly. It looks better than your your simple stuffing. It looks a little bit fancy. But how the heck? I I think the only way that moths could have gotten in there is if they just had like a giant, you know, when they're making this at whatever plant. It must have just been wide open, right? Like that—that's how the moths got in. They're not getting into the packaging, right? Or there'd be holes in it. Uh, I think they were packaged with the food. I—that's that, my assumption. I don't know. Here's here's what I think happened in reality. I think Tesco, when they're making this stuffing, you know, I don't know what their whole process looks like, but at some point, there's definitely a giant light bulb like right in the middle of their factory, and then moths are just oh. flying in there like crazy. They got moths everywhere. <laughs> 
you know, and you got you got a uh, little Susan there just trying to pack up as many boxes as she can so she doesn't get fired. And uh, every now and then, a moth or two gets in. She has no way of knowing, but uh, you can't put the boxing station next to the big light bulb. That's a factory you, rule I mean, 101. I mean, definitely very good thought process there because, yeah, as soon as you have one light bulb out on your patio in the middle of summer, you just look up there and you can't even see the light because there's moths everywhere. <laughs> but I got to bring up something important here, Blake. Have you ever, like, smashed a moth with your hand? Like, just just bare-knuckled that thing? Yeah, yeah, just, like, caught one not, out of the air and, it, and just killed it? Not to my Not to my knowledge, no. I usually stay as far away from moths as possible. Okay, I mean... Sometimes as a man, you know, you have to man up and, and catch mm. a moth that's pestering your wife. Uh, mm. Something that obviously you can't relate to. Uh, no. But, you know, let me share what happens when, when a man of similar stature does something like that. Mm. When you squish a moth, it's like chalky and disgusting. So I cannot imagine biting into a moth. That is... <laughs> Joe, like, little do we know, moths have been part of this Tesco stuffing recipe for years. They're just oh. one that didn't get quite blended up all the way. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they were just trying to pull one over on somebody, you know, a little holiday moth stuffing. Man, yeah, yeah. Chris I, Moth, as they're calling it. This is like a Blake pro tip this week, helping out the shoppers this Christmas <laughs> season, you know, keeping everybody's family safe. Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to you, Blake, for doing such a in-depth dive. I Can you think of anything worse? I don't know if I... We've gone through a lot of news stories, but I don't know if we've heard of any worse animals or similar things getting into food, have we? No, like I said, moths are, are awful. I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I had a terrible fear of moths when I was a kid because I was really worried they were going to eat all my clothes. I, I heard that they were like, they love to eat clothes. And I was like, oh, no. I'm I was I knew I was going to open up my closet and my shirts were all going to look like Swiss cheese from the moths. Like it was, <laughs> I was terrified of those things. So to me, uh, moths might as well be public, public enemy number one, especially when they're going into my food. I mean, obviously, there's as far as people want to talk about bugs in your food, like dung beetle is probably number one. But uh Moths and that lives up to enemy. its name. Does it? Does it just taste like dung, or does it? Uh, Do you not know what a dung beetle dung? is? I have no idea. Let me fill you in. Uh, I've, have you ever seen a bug's life? It's been years, maybe okay. like I don't, twenty. I, I shouldn't even ask because I'm not sure that a dung beetle's in bug's life. But if you ever see a beetle, <laughs> <laughs> so that was unrelated. I was just have curious. you ever seen a bug's life? Good movie. <laughs> All right, moving on. Have you ever seen The Incredibles? No. Um, <laughs> if you ever see like a movie or anything of, and I know it's out there somewhere of a beetle that's like rolling a ball. Is, is it like the rhino beetle? No, that's a dung beetle, dude. It's rolling. It has a ball like a rhino of, face though. I I don't I mean I don't know you want okay, me to look well, up a let picture? me look it, let me look I, this up keep going I, keep going let me look it up anyways if you see that I'm pretty sure they just like find like animal droppings of whatever and then they just like roll it into a ball and like I don't know if they eat it or whatever they do with it just like they're hoarders and they like to collect unique dumps um, yeah let me uh, do a little fa- screen share as you're talking as, through as this. far as I can tell they just basically are playing around with poop all day so. If I could choose one buck to stay away from my food, that's that would be it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that's fair yeah, as you see? can now see. That is a, that is a uh, 
I mean, are we sure that's poop? That's a, that looks like uh, Reese's uh, puff. That is a crunchy looking beetle, by the way. Imagine biting <laughs> that into is, that thing. Oh, yeah. That's actually true. Beetles with that crunch. And have there's like green goop that comes out of them sometimes. Yeah, that's a very fair point. See, this rainbow dung beetle is, is what I think I was uh, referring to. Can you see this guy now? That. Ah, uh, okay is more along the lines of what I understood it as. but Yeah, I, I love mean, the name of that article, The Infection of the Dungs. And just just so you know, I did look up why is it called the dung beetle. Um, and according to uh, animals.sandiegozoo.com, uh, dung, <laughs> dung beetles do just what their name suggests. They use dung of other animals in unique ways, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really tell you what they do with it, but they do, they do like... <laughs> They're big fans of dung, as far as as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they're they're named after it. So, I mean, I definitely feel like that article was a little misleading because we came up with like 18 different hypotheses <laughs> hypotheses of what a dung beetle could actually do and why that was the name. Mm. I don't think their name really suggests that they're rolling turd balls around, but either way, don't want to do my holiday the rolling turd ball beetle. Is that? <laughs> I, I think if. If that was the case, I think then the San Diego Zoo would more appropriately say that the name describes what it does. Mm. I'm just saying, I'm I'm blaming the zoo. I'm not blaming you, Blake. Okay, I want uh, the no, zoo I, to be more straightforward. Yeah, I mean that's that's our source that we're going to for information, and really that's why people come to us is to is to really get down to the brass tacks of what what different types of beetles tacks. are. So, <laughs> so, did I use that correctly? <laughs> I've never heard that before. I have no idea. Oh, well, we're going to pretend like I used it correctly because I think I nailed it. But uh, I mean, it sounded so really come, intelligent. Come I to PM in the AM podcast for all of your sayings and beetle facts. This is for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think you, you hit on a really good one. I think the other dangerous animal or animal dropping, you know, you got to you got to turn your thoughts towards rats, right? Like if anything, mice or rats related or, I mean, potentially bat-related. Like, any of those mm. things, obviously, keep that out Dude, of your stuffing. Speaking of bats, real quick, is there <laughs> another animal? <laughs> yeah, just... Well, this is this is going off the rails real just quick. Forget the past four years. Do you know... So, you you know what guano is, right? No, we're, we're all We're I all don't. familiar? Oh, so guano, as far as I know, is bat poo. And, right. and why is it not just called bat poop? That's what I was going to bring up. Are there other animals that have their own unique name for their poo? Or or is bat poo just something special? Because if you ask the majority of people what guano is, bat guano, like they like they know what that is is and I don't know why it has an, its special name, but I've always wondered that. So do with that what you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> That's causing me to have like a deep thought of like, I mean, we're mm. the ones naming it. So why did we choose to name it something different than any other animal? But maybe because it's more lethal, maybe because it's more dangerous. I have no idea. Uh, I didn't even know it was called that five seconds ago. So. Yeah, uh, I looked it up. Uh, there's not a real reason for it as far as I can tell. But <laughs> it is not just bats. It's just bats and seabirds. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bats and seagulls got that in common of they they got the guano so i can't go take they got guano. the special poops they are the dung beetles number one fan or guano beetle if you will okay i mean 
Definitely learned there. Definitely, you know, be careful with your holiday prepackaged stuffing or whatever else you have. And we obviously want you guys to have a safe, enjoyable holiday season. That's why we do this show to look out for you, Blake. Uh, I think we did a good job covering that news story. And uh, I think we are ready to move into the Hallmark Two Truths and a Lie Christmas movie extravaganza. What do you think, Blake? I'm I'm excited. Let's get into it. Awesome. Let's. Uh, oh, so how we're gonna do this? Uh, I will read three stories. One of them is completely made up. They're gonna be a movie title followed by a brief movie plot. I will give you a few seconds to think about each one right after, and then I will have you analyze and break down, and we'll, we'll do that uh, two times each. So it, it's gonna be a blast here. But uh, first. Let's get let's get you started with The Nine Lives of Christmas. A firefighter adopts a cat named Ambrose, who seems determined to play matchmaker by bringing a veterinary student into their lives. The firefighter is resistant to love, but Ambrose has other plans. Okay. I don't think you're coming up with the name Ambrose, so <laughs> we'll I think see. you're underestimating me. We'll see. All right, let's hear the other two. Next, we have Snowmance. A woman creates an imaginary boyfriend to avoid pressure from her family during the holidays. However, her imaginary boo magically comes to life, leading to unexpected complications. Classic Frosty the Snowman mix-up. I love it. (laughs) And last but not least, we have Eggnog Extraterrestrial Expedition. A dairy farmer discovers that her family's secret eggnog recipe is the key to communicating with a group of friendly extraterrestrials. Together, they embark on a wacky journey to save Christmas by delivering eggnog to the far reaches of the galaxy, encountering interstellar reindeer and cookie-craving aliens along the way. There is a 0% chance that's real. (laughs) That's the lie. Are you locking that in as your final answer? I'm locking that. Hallmark does not have the budget to be sending people on interstellar expeditions, even with CGI. Can you really bring a snowman to life? I mean, I think you're forgetting (laughs) a cat named Ambrose. Come on. There's no way. If that is not the lie, I'm leaving the podcast. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess you're going to have to stay because that was, uh, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) I think it would be pretty Uh, awesome, though. I mean, compared to some of the garbage that they produce. Oh, dude. That seems like a pretty good movie to me. As far as Hallmark movies go, that would be phenomenal. But uh, last time I saw a Hallmark movie, there there was a severe lack of extraterrestrial reindeer. So (laughs) that, that was something, though. I'll tell you what. All right. Oh, it's definitely a good plot. I mean, <laughs> it was lacking the love story, but uh, the plot was there. I got, I gotta say. All right, I'll, uh, I'll get into mine here. <clears throat> this one's called "The Day Before Christmas." A woman who had lost the, her Christmas. Is, uh, this is your fake one. Uh, okay, now continue. Okay, a woman <laughs> who had lost her Christmas spirit returns to her hometown for her best friend's wedding on Christmas Eve. There, she relives the same day over and over again until she finds her love for Christmas and maybe more. Oh, uh, that, you wrote that. That's too poetic. Okay, continue. Dude, I'll t- I'll, I, will be, I will tell you this. I tried to get all of them about the same length on the description. So, oh, 
So that just just tactic. so you know, just so you know. The next one is called A Wish for Christmas. Sarah is the type of woman who prefers to sit on the sidelines, but when her big idea for a Christmas initiative is stolen, she makes a wish to Santa that she'll finally have the courage to stand up for herself. Oh Santa, my gosh. Santa grants her wish, but only gives her 48 hours. As the <laughs> clock ticks, Sarah discovers how to channel the Christmas magic and speak her mind all on her own. What? Okay, what does Christmas magic <laughs> and speaking up for yourself have to do with anything? That is... That is cra- that is crazy, but I I almost ah, I don't want to believe that's true, but that that means that somebody had a wedding on Christmas Eve, which also feels completely stupid. So Sounds right, give magical me a third if one. You ask and, me. No, I mean <laughs> nobody's getting married on Christmas Eve because nobody would show up. <laughs> All right, and the and the last one is the Christmas Carol. A grumpy music teacher is visited by three ghosts on Christmas Eve who show him his past, <laughs> present, and future. He realizes that he has been wasting his life and his talent and that he has a chance to make amends with his estranged daughter, who is a talented singer. And is her name Tiny Tim? <laughs> Bob Marley. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't I mean... Are they going to like be allowed to call it the same name as the uh, old Ebenezer oh, well, Scrooge hold on, classic? Hold on, hold on. The Ebenezer Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge classic is a Christmas Carol. This is oh. the Christmas Carol. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know if I've ever been so lost on this before. These ones are all very similar, and they all have details that make them feel very fake. I almost feel like, I mean, I actually don't have any feelings of which one it is because they all were very good. I mean, shout out to you, Blake. This was a really good selection. And so I I still am stuck on the Christmas Eve wedding, but Mm. I feel like I can envision that in a Hallmark movie because it's not real life, obviously. People wouldn't show up if you actually did it on the 24th. (laughs) But because it's Hallmark, you know, everybody's going to show up. They're probably wearing green and and red suits and Santa hats or something wacky like that. Um, <laughs> the standing up for yourself. I mean, that, that was just hilarious. I mean, I really hope this, this lady was wishing to Santa that she could uh, finally stand up for herself and take initiative. A and wish so for, for that Christmas. Reason, I'm going to guess that the Christmas Carol is made up. The Christmas Carol is a real Hallmark movie. <laughs> you were, you were right. Right off the rip, the day before Christmas is uh, the lie. I shouldn't have second guessed myself and then third guessed myself and allowed myself yeah. to go with the third choice there. Yeah, a little uh, little uh, Groundhog Day inspiration on that one. So dang, no, I mean, excellent job. The wedding should have totally <laughs> given it away, but I mean, I mean, great work on those three. All right, you ready for more? Let's do it. All right. First, we have Evergreen Dreams. A successful landscaper lands a project pruning and decorating a small town's Christmas trees. Upon arrival to the town, he meets the new mayor. Her demands for perfection immediately annoy him. But amidst the twinkling lights, snow-covered gardens, and the scent of fresh pine, the pair decorate the Christmas tree together and see each other in a new holiday light that sparks a cozy holiday romance. Ooh. That's the next one we got. 
is you're already laughing Christmas. this is the lie i don't even know what it is yet you <laughs> no 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 no. let me get through my three before you okay. start i mean give me a chance here all right an ambitious young woman dies unexpectedly and is given a chance to earn her wings by helping a struggling singer and his widowed father find happiness during the holiday season oh, what was the name of that one a heavenly christmas oh okay I can and, see that. I can see that. And last but not least, we have Santa's boots. A woman inherits a shoe store and discovers a magical pair of boots that were made by Santa's elves. The boots have the power to help her find true love. Yeah, I, I, I think you went. I think you're trying to trick me, and you went back to back. The last one is the lie. Uh, I'm going. Santa's boots is not a real movie. Guess again. Okay, then the the first one, because the description was way too long. <laughs> yeah, the first one. <laughs> but the second one, I kind of want to watch. It sounds so sad, dude. It's just like oh, a man. person dies, and then <clears throat> I guess, I mean, maybe it has a happy twist because they she earned her she earns her wings. I don't know what yeah. that means, but I guess that have you seen uh, that she becomes spirited? an angel? No, it's uh, it's the. Christmas movie that came out, I think last year oh, with, think with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's like a Christmas Carol, but like a musical version. But uh -huh. basically, I think that was like the plot. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, really? I, I can see that. Yeah. So, uh, so this was 2016. So you're telling me that they ripped <laughs> off a heavenly yeah, then, Christmas? Then they hired Ryan Reynolds and turned it into a musical. Totally different. Oh, okay. I mean, as long as they're singing, it's it's fine, right? Now you caught me on the evergreen dreams. I didn't really notice the description length, and then as I was reading, I was Sick. like, I gotta find a way to shorten this, but I couldn't take out the uh, that's the best, why I, you know, like the poetic part of it. Yeah, that's why I tried to make them all the same length because that's usually a giveaway. Even then, I still got it wrong. So, all right, we'll uh, very smart move. Very, we'll get very seasoned move for me. Yeah, look, I'm a veteran in the two truths and a lie space <laughs> here. Um, and with that, we'll get into my, my last my last three here. And the first one is mistletoe magic. A journalist is assigned to write a story about a small town that claims to have the most magical Christmas ever. He arrives there with a skeptical attitude, but soon becomes enchanted by the festive atmosphere and the warm <laughs> hospitality of the locals. And <laughs> I hate thinking that you wrote this. I hate thinking that you are just giggling at your laptop, typing these up. Okay, continue. He also meets a lovely baker who owns a shop called Mistletoe Magic, where she makes delicious <laughs> treats and grants wishes. She helps oh, him gosh, rediscover the joy what the? of Christmas and, and the power of love. The next one here that is... Was, that was almost <laughs> exceptionally poetic again. All right, continue. Look, it's phenomenal. The next <laughs> one is called The Holiday Inn. A struggling innkeeper is about to lose his family business due to a ruthless developer who plans to tear down the historic building and build a luxury hotel. He gets an Sounds unexpected like visit from a charming guest who turns out to be a famous writer. She decides to write a glowing review of the inn hoping to boost its popularity and save it from demolition. Along the way, she finds herself falling for the innkeeper, who doesn't know her true identity. Hmm. What is and she, the, Santa Claus or something? <laughs> and the, Well, she's a writer, a famous writer. Oh, he, oh okay, the, okay. And the last one is, Wish Upon a Christmas Star. 
A woman makes a wish on a shooting star, hoping to find her true love by Christmas. The next day, she meets a handsome stranger who seems to be everything she dreamed of. But he has a secret. He is actually an angel sent to grant her wish. He falls in love with her, but has to return to heaven on Christmas Eve unless she can convince him to stay. What is with the Christmas angels this year? I mean, and and falling, she can convince him to stay if they're in love, but he's an angel. I mean, I think I smell a pot a plot hole, and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think he went number three in the last one. I think he went number one. So I bet you switched it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the third one here and assume that the human angel relationship movie did not get budgeted by hallmark to be produced you you would be correct in in that assumption but i can't believe we both went somehow with the the angel route i can't believe that's such a popular christmas theme you know it's uh christmas is a is a is a heavenly time there and uh, yeah, true so angels angels uh apparently are a big big deal right now they're all they're all the rage so we we each went one and one though, so I think that that was pretty good. We we split the split the score on that one. Oh uh, yeah, I mean definitely one of my favorite things that we do always, you know, brings up the laughs, uh, especially when I'm just thinking about you saying something like the mistletoe <laughs> magic bakery. You know, they're cooking up more than just baked goods yeah. all that i can't i can't believe you thought that saying. one was real there there was a zero as i was reading it i was like there's no way this is a real movie <laughs> there's a zero uh, yeah. percent I mean, chance that has got to be a brutal movie the one for me that out of my list that shocks me the most is probably the uh the cat one that a cat is like helping a firefighter and a veterinarian yeah, fall in was love it, was like, it playing love maker is that what it, what it yeah. said there yeah, but like, i mean who who came like we're gonna have a veterinarian and a firefighter they're gonna fall in love and it's gonna be christmas and it's gonna happen because of a cat like who gave that a check mark when they were like we're gonna throw money at this project i cannot look understand be, that i want to be really honest writing a hallmark movie has to be the easiest job in the world and i mean no shade to hallmark writers they secured the bag congratulations <laughs> but here's here's all you have to do you take either either guy or girl from big city or big job you know big fancy person put them in hometown small town you know out of their their comfort zone with somebody who's from that area introduce apparently either an angel or a cat or you know something else <laughs> and then towards the end it's oh wait an ex-boyfriend or a girlfriend shows up or fiance oh no and then they have to make the choice and then they always choose to stay with the new guy <laughs> i it, it would be that i could crank out 45 of these movies a day if if hallmark paid me and i'd probably be way cheaper than whoever they're paying right now because I mean, I think I think we just nailed this. <laughs> I I I mean, you're missing a few of that, like that mistletoe magic in there, but you basically have the <laughs> plot there. So, you know, I do think you would be a pretty good Hallmark writer. I and I mean, from some of the poetry you had going on in your descriptions, and I had going on in my descriptions, like I I think we're already almost there. Yeah, I you think, just get uh, as you get as corny as possible, and that's really the secret to writing a good good hallmark movie the cornier the better true 
And that's what makes this segment so fun. Hopefully uh, you guys were able to play along as we went through. Uh, let us know how you did. Were you able to guess all four of the made-up movies? Did you stumble on some? Did the eggnog extraterrestrial expedition sound like it was a real movie to you? <laughs> Anybody who's seen a Hallmark movie, they knew that was a lie right away. <laughs> I know. I, I It really was missing the love. I mean... Yeah, yeah. There was a it, severe it lack had to be of... like an extraterrestrial angel, like... Ooh. Yeah, no, if it was like angels, a spaceship obviously... spaceship landed and an angel <laughs> hot guy came out of the thing and he had special eggnog i mean that mm. probably would've, that would have been more believable mm. for sure they're, they're, I, I mean they're really looking back now there's they're gonna make something out of the 12 days there's something about like the five rings of christmas or something that's gonna come out and the guy has like five girls he has to choose between or something or i, I mean oh, see now that look, seems like a more more interesting plot <laughs> it's basically just uh the bachelor but it's but it's make it christmas uh, I think I think we should Hallmark. If you're listening, feel free to to send me an email. Porter and I are interested in working for you for lots of money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> premium dollar for premium content is what we would produce. You, you know, we'll get the crappiest actors. We'll we'll stick to that part of the oh, Hallmark. They, they plan, have which the is... same three actors in every <laughs> yeah. movie. There's two girls and like three guys, and they just like rotate them through. Yeah, they must have at least 500 Christmas sweaters each because that's what they're rocking in every single movie. So I mean, we, we got it down. We got, we definitely got it down, but yeah, I mean, thanks everybody for tuning in to our uh, holiday special. Uh, hopefully it was a very enjoyable episode. Uh, Blake, you got anything for the listeners on the way out today? I, I did remember. I just wanted to uh, thank them for listening to our 100th episode last week, we did talk. <laughs> we did give a little bit of a teaser of, "Hey, let's do oh, something yeah. special for the 100th episode." Turns out Dang. we were we were off on our count a little bit. So uh, the the 101st episode is great. So thank yeah, you. For- <laughs> I, I mean, 101 has been an absolute blast. So I mean, yeah, shout out to, to everybody. Like we were mentioning last week, it's been an amazing journey to get here to this point, and uh, we are only, you know, going to keep pushing to get better and, and moving forward into the new year. So yeah, uh, make share sure to share the friends. show with a friend. Look, look at us. Huh? Wow. Look at but, us. I mean, that, that was in sync. We are <laughs> on the same page tonight. So, uh, yeah. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at PM the AM podcast. So you get the fullest extent of the content and you got anything else for the listeners on the way out today, Blake? Nope. I'm, I'm good. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.